Everybody needs a little boost in the middle of their week. I'm glad you're joining us. My name is Gabe Kolstad with Westside Community Church, and we're here with the midweek motivation episode of the Westside Podcast, where we just try to offer some short, practical help to get you going in the middle of your week and keep you positive and encouraged and energized, give you some ideas and tips for growing in your life and in your faith. This month, we're focusing in on some practical next steps out of our weekend teachings in our Stranger Things series, kind of going back into the vault to pull up some of our best content. So let's jump in. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad to be with you today. We are in part four of Everyday Heroes, and today we're going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my heart because it's part of my story. Um, We're actually looking at the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and you might look at me and, and go, you know, what do you have in common with Mary? <laughs> Not a lot except for something called insecurity. And I want you to grab your message notes out, or if you're watching online, get your app open, and, uh, and I hope you'll follow along today. Today I want to talk about overcoming your insecurity, because I personally have struggled with this most of my life. Um, only probably in my adult years, um, which I'm not going to tell you how many of those there have been, but... Um, only in my recent times have I really felt like I've gotten a handle on this thing of insecurity. That was, for me, a difficult, difficult thing as a kid. Um, I mean, really, really difficult. You know, walking into a new environment was always so stressful for me. Uh, you know, being a part of something that, that required a challenge was always so difficult for me. Stepping out of my comfort zone was always so difficult for me. And we're in a series called Everyday Heroes, where we're talking about really what God can do through you, what God has planned for you, how God's idea and and purpose for you is so much grander than you might realize. And if you if you rest on something called insecurity, you know, you're kind of in trouble in that, right? Like it's it's hard to step into something great if you wrestle with insecurity. It's hard to uh, move past your own you know, shadow in a sense, if you wrestle with insecurity. And this season, I think, for all of us, has been difficult with insecurity. There's been more challenges, haven't there? There's been, uh, there's been more obstacles, more difficulties. There's been things that have gone wrong. There's been a lot of things that have, have called most people, myself included, to question our ability to face the challenges that are in front of us. And, and, and somebody that we could relate with in Scripture, and I'm so glad we have these examples. In fact, the Bible says, these things have been written so that you might have examples. We have the example of Mary, the mother of Jesus. What a great example. We're going to look at her life today and um, learn how we can overcome our insecurity. Now, there's a thing out there, there's a term that you might have heard before. It's called over your skis. It's called over your skis. Like, and I guess, you know, it probably comes from actual skiing, you know, like where if you're on the slopes and, uh, and you're, you're over your skis might be a literal phrase, but it's also a figurative phrase to, to basically mean you're in over your head. <laughs> you're over your skis, you're in over your head, you're beyond your capacity or your experience um, or your skill, and, and, and it's not going to go well. You're over your skis. That's what that phrase means. And I've had many over my skis moments in my life. I don't know if you have. You probably have. I made a list this week. You might want to make a list. Here's a couple of mine. One of my over, over my skis moments, sitting with my girlfriend's dad at a diner in 1994, asking if I could marry his daughter. 
Lots of reasons why that was over my skis, uh, but it was. Proposing to my girlfriend on December 17th of 1994. Uh, Huge over my skis moment. Because I'm sitting there going like, what am I doing? She's way out of my league. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know the first thing about being a husband. I don't know if I can do this. You know, sitting there shaking (laughs) over my skis. Raising money in, 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 right out of college, my wife and I raised money to go uh, serve in a big capacity, and we had to raise money. We had to ask people to support our personal venture, and I remember sitting down across dining room tables and restaurant tables, pitching this thing we were doing and asking people to support us, and it was like, what, what are we doing? Who do we think we are? Why would they, why would they do this? And they did. Uh, another one, uh, when my first child was born, oh my goodness, I'm holding this little thing and going, what am I going to do with this thing? How do you raise one of these? You know, help over my skis. Uh, I remember when I received the great honor of pastoring this church in 2007, and I remember the day it happened, right on this stage, and the torch was passed, and I was like, oh, you guys have picked the wrong person. <laughs> I can remember that like it was yesterday. I remember uh, when we had to move our church because uh, we had outgrown our space at the time and we had to move to a portable location for four years while things were being changed around. And I remember how, how difficult it was to think, how do I convince everybody this is the right thing to do? Because it wasn't easy or comfortable. And, and I remember that. I remember when we were tapped on the shoulder to start a church planting network in 2016 in the city and going like, why, why would we be the people to do something like this? I remember um, launching our churches as campuses during COVID, or our campuses as churches, excuse me, during COVID. We were a multi-site church before COVID, and now we're a part of a family of churches. We've launched some churches during COVID. I remember, I remember like, like wh- how do we do this, you know? People can't even meet in person. Why would we start churches when it's all on Zoom, you know? <laughs> how would we do that? I remember that being over my skis. I remember every Monday since COVID started, (laughs) feeling like I'm over my skis. And I don't know what your over your skis moments are, but maybe some of yours uh, are rattling around in your head right now, where you're like, well, yeah, I got challenges that are bigger than me right now too, and I don't know what to do about them either. And here's the thing that you're tempted to do, and I'm tempted to do in those moments, is to go like, well, then I'm just not going to try. I'm going to take the safe route and take no risks and not put my, my neck out on the line and, and, and go, and when God speaks to me, I'm going to go, la, 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 la. I, I don't want to hear it. You know, I don't want to hear those nudges that go like, get out of your comfort zone, take a risk, do this thing, climb that mountain. I don't want to hear it because I don't want to do it because I don't want to fail. And that's the, the curse of insecurity right there. So I want to talk to you about how to get over this today. Interesting, as uh, anybody in here been watching the Olympics at all? A little bit here and there? Okay, we saw just a little bit. And I just think it's funny because you have the underdogs that are the surprises, right? I guess in tennis there was a big surprise where uh, it was the 42nd ranked tennis player that actually ended up bumping out the number one ranked tennis player. And it's always funny to watch those surprises, those upsets, where the underdog actually becomes the overdog and all of a sudden you've got somebody on top that nobody expected. Well, why would that have happened? It's because that 42nd ranked tennis player didn't give up. They didn't say, 
oh, who am I to go up against the number one? They didn't say, oh, I can't do this. I'm not very good. I've never gotten a gold medal before. Why would I be in? They didn't do that. They said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And I, so I want to ask you today to, to just in your mind go like, hey, I think maybe God wants me to go for it. And I want to talk to you about how we can follow in Mary's footsteps. So in your notes, ready for this? Number one, if you want to overcome your insecurity, there's four ways you can follow in Mary's footsteps. Number one is this, is acknowledge God's favor. Would you write that down in your notes? Acknowledge God's favor. And I want to talk to you about what favor is, but first I want you to see sort of the depiction of Mary's scenario. You probably know who Mary is if, you're, um, uh, if you've been around at all, any kind of religious exposure, uh, you probably know who Mary is, Mary the mother of Jesus, the Virgin Mary. Uh, you know that she was, you may know that she was very young. You may not know how young she was. She was a teenager. Um, she was like, in her own mind, a nobody until God met with her right here in Luke chapter one. And it says this, it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Man, I like how God meets us, don't you? Uh, I mean, he doesn't come with lightning and thunder and judgment to scare he, has, he, he picks people, and he goes, greetings, favored woman. And I want to unpack a little bit what this whole thing was about, but I, I first got to tell you about the little dog named Jordan that we recently interacted with. We were on vacation. My family just got back. Well, actually, Melissa and I just got back. We squeaked in last night, okay? You might have been following us on social media. Oh, my gosh. We've never had such a hard time getting home from a trip. We were stuck in the Midwest. It's like we could not get out of the Midwest, and being from Portland, that was kind of difficult because it was hot and muggy and there were no good coffee shops. And it was a really big trial in our lives, okay? Stuck in the Midwest. But, uh, but we got to spend some time with our friends Shannon and Debbie. They live in Wichita. We went to their house. And I was kind of excited to go to their house for a couple of reasons. But one was they showed us a picture of their tiny little dog. And we did recently have to put down our tiny little dog. And so I was kind of looking forward to hanging out with another tiny little dog because he kind of, kind of miss you know, the snuggles and stuff. And so uh, little Jordan, I was, I was like, looking forward to hanging out with little Jordan. We get into the house and Jordan would have nothing to do with me. I mean, nothing. I mean, I'd chase the little dog around. I was like trying to catch it, you know, it wouldn't come to me. I like tried to trick it. Every little trick in the book, the dog would not come to me. Jordan had just hadn't, you know, didn't like me. And so he was always running away from me. And do you know that that's some of, our, some of us have that perception of our relationship with God? Like, God, just come closer to me. Like, how do I, you know, how do I catch you, God? <laughs> Trying to get to him, you know? Good job, James. I'm just running across the state. Look at that. He's so fast. Good job. Man. Anyways, Jordan is, in my mind, a depiction of sometimes how we feel like our relationship with God is. That we can't quite get close that he somehow is far away or distant. And um, I did grab Jordan when he wasn't looking and force him to snuggle with me. And he didn't like it. You know, he's digging his feet in. like. Get... You know what? When, when God said greetings, and he said, you're highly favored. Do you know the word favored in that scripture means God is leaning in. He's leaning in. 
He's leaning toward you. That's what favor means. Favor is the Greek word that means grace or gift. We know God is a God of grace. He's a God of favor. He's a God of leaning in. He's the God that if you walked in the door, he's coming up to you. I mean, in that relationship, he wants to snuggle. <laughs> and you don't have to chase him. He's the one that's, that's going to be chasing you, right? And, and sometimes we get that all mixed up. And our insecurity is based on a misunderstanding of, of God's place and role in our lives. So I want to ask you a question. Where have you seen God's hand in your life? Because Mary paused in that moment to recognize something. She recognized, oh, God has been here. And, and maybe in those moments when you feel like there's something bigger than, than you're capable of, you're over your skis, you need to remember, wait a minute, God has been orchestrating this. When we were with Shannon and Debbie, one of the things that was fun was their daughter, Michaela, is such an optimist. Um, she, every situation is always good to her. She's always like, yeah, but if that didn't happen, then this couldn't happen. You know, arguing the positive view. And I loved it. And so she's a reverse paranoid. <laughs> she's like, no, God's conspiring for good in our lives, not evil. It's not like things are going to come crashing down. No, no, no. Any setback we have is just so that God can do another great thing. And as a 17-year-old girl, I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's the favor viewpoint. So recognize, acknowledge God's favor in your life. I mean, spell it out. Thank God for it. You know, God reveals himself to us, and I think it's important for us to listen. Uh, I want to encourage you, and I'm going to challenge you, and here I'm going to say a couple of hard things today. Here's one of them. Don't be a lazy believer. Don't be a lazy believer. It is one thing to get inspiration from other people's journey, but listening to somebody's podcast or reading someone's blog is no replacement for reading the Bible yourself. You know, for stepping into the relationship with God yourself, having your own experience with God. He's revealing himself to you. Lean into that as he's leaning into you. He wants to be there with you. It's time to acknowledge God's favor in your life. Where has he shown up? Do you recognize it? Could you point to it? Could you tell somebody about it? Because Mary could. She'd be like, man, Gabriel showed up and he said, greetings, favored woman. And I realized all that God had done to bring this moment to pass. And here it is. Thank you so much for joining us for a little midweek motivation. I hope you have a great week. I want to just ask you to do two quick things. Number one, would you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of the content we want to help you with in the coming weeks? And secondly, consider popping by a Westside service either on site right here in our Portland, Oregon area campus or uh, online. And you can find out more either way about our Sunday services at westsidecommunitychurch.com. We'll see you soon.